When I asked my rabbi, what commandments should I be super religious with? What do you think he said? You know, he's a rabbi. So he says, loving God, praying, learning Torah, doing acts of kindness and charity. No, he said, live joyfully. Yes, happiness is a spiritual accomplishment. I'm Rabbi Yitzwein, the rabbi of Young Israel, Asia of Las Vegas. Welcome to the Life is Great community. And today we're talking about happiness as a spiritual accomplishment. Remarkable story. I walked into shul the other day and I saw a guy and he was walking with, you know, those hand braces. You have the vision in the old days, people walking with polio, they had polio. And so they, they need like these hand braces to walk and just, you know, long metal poles, you know, they're held by their hand. I said, how you doing? He goes, Chaste Hashem. thank God. God is kind. And I thought to myself, boy, is God ever kind. If that guy is thinking God is kind and he's got to walk with these braces, I think to myself, God, you are so kind to me in so many ways. Again, this is, this is a spiritual accomplishment. It starts with the head, it comes through, and it fills the spirit. It's reminded me of a story of a there's a kid named Michael. He grew up in Baltimore. He had severe ADHD. Now, when he was seven years old, that was not yet diagnosed. They just knew this was a kid who was extremely rambunctious with enormous energy. So his sisters and his mom said, you know, let's put him into swimming. So he started swimming, took to it like a fish in the water, literally five hours a day swimming along and eventually wins an Olympic gold medal. Well, actually, eventually, he became the most successful and most decorated Olympian of all time. Michael Phelps won 28 medals. And you don't need to practice five hours a day being happy. But you can be even better than an Olympic champion. And I'm going to show you how to do it. The idea is like this, truly spiritual people, they do things and think of things throughout the day that create particular states of being. It becomes, it becomes actually more who you are rather than what you do. And when we think of spiritual people, we think that they're, they're, they embody a concept, they, a, a, a spiritual concept. Perhaps you look at them, you say, this person really trusts in God, has a, he's a happy person, He's optimistic. There's something that kind of living on a slightly different plane. Well, there are ways to accomplish this. And the Torah has many references and insights into happiness and serving God with joy. It starts with the verse in Deuteronomy that says, Rejoice in all the goodness that God has given you. And then King David writes in Psalms, Serve God with joy. We have to realize that happiness is a skill. It can and it needs to be learned. Maimonides, the Rambam, so he wrote nine centuries ago that the way to develop any positive trait is to practice doing that trait over and over again. So when it comes to happiness, the more a person does positive acts of kindness and the more they think happy-inducing thoughts, the more joy becomes part of their nature. So if you're getting the sense that I'm communicating to you that happiness takes work, then you are correct. It does take work. But pretty much everything in life that's worthwhile is hard. And when I say hard, I mean it takes time 
and it takes effort to accomplish it. But clearly, if you look at a person that has the spirituality of living a happy life and they are positive and joyful, that is much more attractive than a person that did not put in the effort and the work and the time in order to become joyful and happy. As a matter of fact, when we are happy, everything in our life seems to go much better. Happier people are healthier people. They are better parents. They have better marriages. They have better friendships. They make more money. There is no downside, no downside to putting in the effort to live in a more spiritually happy way. A, sp a spiritual accomplishment like happiness is hard and it's extremely doable. The reason you know it's doable is because God commands you to do it. And it was just like a parent is not going to turn to their children and say, hey, listen, I want you to go out there and win 29 Olympic medals. Right. <laughs> okay. You, know, you don't turn to your kids and give them something that actually is beyond them just to inspire them to do better. You don't like create something. That's, you don't lay out something that's impossible. No, you give them something that's possible. Hopefully that will stretch them. But that, that, that makes them much, much better. The notion that happiness must be constantly worked on comes as news. Well, actually quite disconcerting news <laughs> to many people because a lot of people just assume that happiness is a feeling that like the, and the feeling comes as a result of good things that happen to them. So when we're, uh, we're there for, uh, in as much as we have very little control over our lives, what happens to us, then that would imply that we have little control of how happy we are. And that's kind of how it goes. But I want to share with you that we have a lot more control over, hap over our state of being, over, our ha over how happy we will be, over our mood, than we give ourselves credit for. You know, I want to share with you the opposite premise, that happiness is largely, certainly not entirely, determined by us through hard work, particularly by controlling our nature and through attaining wisdom that we can use in order to correct us when we, when we veer off course. See, most people think that happiness is, is almost entirely a heart-based feeling, meaning I feel happy and therefore I'm happy, or I feel unhappy and therefore I'm miserable. And usually when you go to I'm miserable, it's somebody else's fault too. <laughs> That's where it goes to. But the primary tool I want to share with you today is use your mind. Use your mind as much as you can because mindful people, they are happier people. So how does it work? I would say that when a person, the use of one's mind and intelligence is the number one most indispensable uh, talent or, or asset that we have, in, to, in terms of achieving happiness because of one simple point. If we were to ask ourselves as we go through the day, will this thing, having this thing, buying this thing, taking this action, relating to this person, or even dwelling on this thought that I'm, that's running through my head right now, will this make me happier or unhappier? All we have to do is ask that question. Very often what's going to happen is we'll say, mm, not really, not really. If you're aggravated with someone 
and you're thinking about them and you ask yourself, by me thinking about this person and how aggravated I am, am I going to be a happier person or not? And you say, no, it's not. You can change. You turn on the news and you're listening to the news and you say, is this actually making me a happier person or not? Turn the channel. Now you're going to start listening to music, right? That's going to happen. If you're eating something and you're saying, you know, and you're, say you're trying to like get your weight under control and you're eating something right now and you say, well, is this going to make me happier or not? Now, right now you're, you're, you're kind of stressed out because someone just yelled at you. So you're reaching your hands into that big, that big, you know, jug of, uh, of cashews, which are delicious by the way, but you don't want to eat that 160 calories in like five seconds. You don't want to do that. We say, am I going to be happier or not? Then you can pull your hand out. You've been sitting at your desk for hours now. All you got to do is get up, do a few stretches, move around. That's all you got to do. You'll, you're going to feel better. If you say, eh, I don't ask yourself, is this thing making me happier or not? You're using your mind. You're using your mind. You're using your awareness. And that's why I say mindful people, because that's what mindfulness is. I'm just aware of what's going on now. They are happier people. Now, this does not mean that being a genius gives a person a better chance of being happy. Actually, I think geniuses are <laughs> not particularly known for being happy people. But it does imply that we just have to use whatever noodles we have in between our ears uh, to the best of our ability. So in the coming weeks, I'm, we're going to focus on three things that are going to dramatically increase the degree and spirituality of your happiness. It's going to be fun. This is going to be great. So you're going to want to share this with everybody. Send around the Life is Great podcast, okay? The first thing we're going to focus on is an awareness that what will make you happy demands a great deal of thought. And certain actions that can help you think and evaluate your life in a more positive way, right? So I'm going to help you focus on the actions and then how you can how you can use those actions to get thinking in the right way. You know, for example, like one action is whenever you walk by a, a mirror or, or, a, or a, a window, look into it and smile. And you'll notice the person in the mirror is smiling back at you. And that will make you happy. Okay. That, that's how it works. We're going to talk about things like you're in sitting in traffic and you're saying you'd rather not be sitting in traffic, but there is something good that can come out of it. And just asking yourself that question right now. Oh, you know what? What good can come out of this particular situation? I was driving up to the shul now and I was a little, well, I was a little late. I know, perhaps surprising, right? And uh, for those who know me well, and they're, they're painting the building right next to the shul. So the car is blocked, was, they, they parked a car blocking me from getting over to where I was parking. So I thought to myself, what's the benefit of this? You know what the benefit is? I won't get paint on my car. That's why they blocked the road. Thank God. <laughs> I'd much rather save my car from getting paint sprayed on it from a building than, you know, having to back out, turn around and go a different way. Okay. So that's how we think. Number two is the self-discipline to overcome your natural inclination to do what is most pleasurable at the moment rather than what is more, most happiness inducing. So again, a lot of this is self-discipline. It Sometimes it feels good just to yell at somebody. <laughs> I mean, 
doesn't really feel good for me. But I know people that it sure seems like it feels good to them to yell at people because they do it an awful lot. So the thing is like, you know, so you got to stop and say, okay, uh, you know what? If that's, it might feel good right now to get into the ice cream. It might feel good right now to just take a nap. But will that be happiness inducing to me? It might be. And if it is, great, go for it. And if it's not, then it's not. But you'll be more mindful, be more aware of your decisions. And then the last point that we're going to focus a lot on in the next coming weeks is the wisdom to constantly answer the question, will this make me happier or unhappier? Because boy, oh boy, are people dishonest, mostly with themselves. Mostly with ourselves, we have a way of like saying, oh, sure, it's going to make me happier. No, it's not. No, it's not. So we want to we want to figure out the wisdom to how to make sure we can truly learn to answer that question with integrity. So for now, let's just start on that. We're going to start on this this week. Just go around, ask yourself throughout the day, will this, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm engaged in, thinking about, is in a good, will it lead me to my long-term happiness and the life of fulfillment or to a uh, short-term sugar rush? I was just saying, yeah, you know, I feel good right now. So ask yourself the question and get back to me on this. You can email me on an answer or just send me a message and I will make sure to include your thoughts. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at Rabbi Yitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at Gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember, if you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great. Thank you for listening and being part of the Life is Great community. To keep these podcasts and other awesome programs available for free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation at yiaishlv.org backslash contribute.